Matt Stepp, we're now at the midway point of the regular season. How are you holding up? Never been better. Tepid Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Back in studio. Look at us. Yes, back in studio after. How do, how, uh, overall, how do you think Tep and Step After Dark went last week? I think it wasn't nearly as, um, as what's uh, like. What's the word I'm looking for? Scandalous as I was hoping for. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I would have preferred if we had said something really just like, can you believe they talked about that? Although, did you see that we went like 90 minutes? Like, that's the thing. Uh, you get us after dark, and it's... Uh, and you get real football horny up in here. Oh, absolutely. This is your week six preview edition of Tep and Step, as Step takes a photo of the microphone to send to his wife. And for social media. And for social media. Uh, we do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Coming up here in just a little bit, Matt Stepp and I are going to recap the week that was in week five of the Texas high school football season mm-hmm. and then get you into week six of the Texas high school football season and all that that implies. But first, Matthew, we will start as we always do with your Texas high school football Fun fact of the week presented by Country Meats. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Sweet, sweet, clean Country Meats. Shout out to our friends at Country Meats. Have a team in need? Country Meats makes fundraising easy and lets you earn 50% profit. Reach your team's goals fast. Use the discount code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order at countrymeats.com. That's promo code STEPP10 at checkout at countrymeats.com. Countrymeats.com. They're meat from the country. I didn't have a good They're one. meaty in their country. They're meaty in their country. You are darn right. Matt Step, your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. It is well documented what Alito has done in district. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it on t- TFT today that the last time they lost a home district game which was the which was one week before they lost their last district game uh, Chandler Morris was on the sideline watching his dad coach Stephenville to a win mm-hmm, mm-hmm. five-year-old Chandler Morris and then he just won the the skillet this past week they have now won 114 consecutive district games that is the longest district winning streak ever and it is the longest district winning streak, obviously, active. Matt Stepp, who has the second longest active district winning streak going right now? Oh, that's a good one. Give you a hint. They have an opportunity to extend it starting this week. Okay. District oh, wait. No, no, no. no. They, they extended it last week. For the oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Uh... Started district play last week. Started district okay. play last week. Tapping the mic. Okay. I'm sure nobody's going to hate that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Dang it. 
My bad. <laughs> if, if if you heard me tapping the mic, I'm very sorry. It's gonna be hard to edit that out. But anyway, go on. Um, let's go. Uh, let's go with North Shore. It's an excellent guess. Is not true. In fact, North Shore. Um, 2017 is the last time they lost a, a district game. 2017, they they lost one. Um, 30. They've won 30. Did they have a district game last week? North Shore. Yeah. Yeah, they opened up district with a uh, convincing yeah. win over Beaumont United. They've won 38 consecutive district games. They are not second place. Second place, Matthew. The last time that this team lost a district game, they lost 39-34 on September 30th. 2011 at East Chambers. That's right. The Newton Eagles okay. have won 68 consecutive district games. That is sixth all-time, second most active. Um, yes, they've won 68 consecutive district games um, dating back to September 30th, 2011, which means that if they were to win this week... If Newton were to win this week against Anderson Shiro, perhaps a game we might talk about, mm-hmm. okay. uh, then that would give them, A, 69 consecutive district wins. <clears throat> that would give them 69 consecutive district wins. Nice. And it would make them that they had not lost a district game in 12 full years. That is um, <laughs> quite a long time. So there you yeah. have it. Your you know, I was at Alito's last district loss. I know you. I know yes. you. I, I will tell that story until Alito loses the district game. E block. Um, well, I was flying the flag <laughs> high that night, buddy. Let me tell you, I was. I was. So <laughs> I think if Everman beat Alito, and they're not, they're never, they're probably never going to be in the same district again. Yeah, unlikely. But if they ever did, I might take my shirt off and storm the field. <laughs> Might. Nobody wants to see that, but it might happen. It might happen. There yeah. it is. Your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. Newton with the second longest active district winning streak. All right, Matthew. Let's do a little bit of week five recap. Uh, week five has come. It has gone. I don't know that there was necessarily... We'll go through the games that we talked about, but I don't know if there's necessarily any games that I was... Um, Ah, that's actually not true, but it's it probably g- games that we'll talk about within the course of this. But this was a defense-dominated uh, week of games. That if you had yeah. defense, you showed out on yeah. Friday. Take take the uh, take the under on, oh on a lot of these games, you know, and um, include. It was, yeah, it was uh, it was big it was, defensive energy. It was a big defensive night, including. Um, Lake Travis and Westlake, which we, we drafted, and um, we're on the premium podcast, so I don't mind being honest okay, about this. Okay. By the way, um, Ashley Pickle says turn off the mics when we're done. Okay, we will. Um, Westlake and Lake Travis, that game ended, and my number one thought coming out of that game was, yeah, we're getting North Shore Duncanville Volume 5. Like, uh, yeah. that, that's not fair to those two teams, to Westlake and North Shore, or Westlake and, and Lake Travis, but like... I, those defenses stood on their head and they played really well defensively. Also, I'm not sure either of those offenses have the horses to go against North Shore in a semifinal. Assuming they both go to the Division One bracket, which Del Valley plays this week, which is an important Del Valley and Aikens, I think it is. This week. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's pretty game. unlikely. Yeah, I, I think Westlake going D two is about as likely as. Southlake going D one yeah. at this point. It's 
There's a chance. It's a chance. You can't. It's, you can, it's it's mathematically possible. There, you, bingo. It is yeah. mathematically possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I walked away from that game kind of with the same feeling that Westlake and Lake Travis, and this is kind of the vibe that we've gotten out of Austin is that they're both really good teams, but they're not. They're, they've seen all, both for on both sides. They've seen better teams. Yes. I think this is just a. a, a a good year for the the funny thing is Austin's probably deeper than it's been in a little while there's yeah. probably more good teams in Austin but the cream of the crop is not as high at a high as high of a level as it's been 100% agree 100% it, agree I think we can have a legit discussion that Vandergrift might be the best team in the Austin I area. think there's a real case to be made there we also took Fort Bend Marshall and Port Nature's Groves I talked about this on TFT so I'll let you uh, lavish praise on on Jeff Joseph yeah, I mean, Jeff Joseph, and by the way, we should also shout out their defensive coordinator, who was our defensive coordinator of the week. Um, uh, well-deserved honor there. Yeah, by the it way. was uh, 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 Matt McDaniel. Holy cow! Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, I think. Um, I think this. Talk, I've, I think I've mentioned this before. I, I'm, you know, Kyle Ward, South Oak Cliff defensive coordinator. Very good friends with Kyle. We talk often, and he coached with Jeff Joseph at A&M, mm-hmm. and they were both GAs together. He. Talks he he's speaks very highly of Jeff Joseph and his ability as a coach and as a defensive coach and this doesn't surprise me. Um, I, and looking at Fort Bend Marshall, I think I said it. This is a, they have a state championship defense, but there's been concern, mm-hmm. some concerns about the offense, and those concerns were exposed Friday night. This I is think. one of, yeah. This yeah. is one of those games where I think in the moment it's shocking. And then you go back and you look at it, and you're like, "Oh, we could have like this was a possibility. This certainly seven nothing was certainly a possibility of mm-hmm. like PNG's got two weeks to prepare. They're going to find a way to slow them down because this is a four pin Marshall offense that's, that isn't going to be able to get going. And yeah, it's a wounded PNG team, but all they need is one drive, and all they had was one drive and Isaiah mm-hmm. Nguyen touchdown run. That's it. Yeah, and that was all. That was that's all they needed, and their their mm-hmm. defense helped made, made it hold up. I also think there's a really good chance we see those two teams play again in the regional yep. final. Maybe, maybe, and maybe the whip gets reversed. Maybe Fort Bend Marshall mm-hmm. beats PNG in the in the regional final this year. Like, yep. You know, last year Fort Bend Marshall won in the regular season. PNG returns the favor. In the, they're 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 two evenly yeah. matched teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're they go toe to toe, and it's it's a pick 'em type game. PSJA North and Edinburgh Vela. Um, it is time to sound the alarm. It is time to sound the alarm. This might be the Rio Grande Valley's. It's still early. I mean, there's Harlan's has had some great teams in the past. When Mission had Ty Detmer, mm-hmm. where they have Ty, one of the Detmers was Coy, setting maybe. records. Throwing them. maybe it wasn't even Detmer. I don't know. Maybe Detmer was the coach, but uh, Coy maybe, maybe Coy. Coy was at Mission. Yeah, when they were th- they, they they've had some great teams down there. Um, Edinburgh had a great run. Port Isabel's had some great teams. This might be the Valley's best shot at playing for a state title since PSJA played for back-to-back state titles in 62-63. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is – it's funny. I had a head coach – I said this on the podcast. A head coach in the Valley DM'd me last week and said, PSJA North's going to win by 30. And, God damn it, they won by 30. 30 to nothing. Yeah. Sorry for cursing, but it's a premium podcast. A skunking. Yeah, it was dominant. It, PSJ North is just flat-out dominant. And, by the way, again, when we had Marcus Kaufman on our show and we asked him about Ali Aparicio, and they said, yeah, we're just working him back in. Mm-hmm. That is not a full-strength PSJA North offense right now. Like, like the, they obviously uh, – 
Julius Arredondo is obviously doing great stuff back there. Mm -hmm. Like, for sure. But, like, you put him at tight end and you put Aparicio at quarterback, and you I don't think you can tell me that that team's not better. So, mm -hmm. uh, scary hours. It's scary hours down there at PSJ, at PSJ yeah. North. They're... Right now, let me ask you a question. Miller and sports gun in your head. Miller and uh, Miller and PSJ North right now. PSJ North, because especially because the game the game will be in mm -hmm. far. Mm -hmm. I, I I tend to agree. I tend. Yeah. It's it's shocking. It's shocking. Um, I don't know if this is. A, I don't think this is a hipster game. Uh, Clyde and Sweetwater. Uh, very impressive at Clyde's. Yes. I thought Sweetwater was going to win the game. Very impressed that. Um, they beat him soundly. That yes. was a pretty impressive win for Clyde. For a 3 AD1 to beat an unbeaten 4 AD2 team like that, very, very impressive win for, for the Clyde. Dan Danny Dudgeon's got a good ball club out there. Speaking of a good ball club, you took Cuero and Beville Jones. Mm -hmm. And Cuero, Cuero got to work in this game. Yeah, that Cuero was made a statement, you know. I guess they were... Uh, they were mad. Some people didn't give them credit for a win the week before, and uh, they wanted to get two. They they they, they took it out on Beville. Pretty dominant win at Beville, forty nine. And and I don't think forty nine twenty one no. really reflects the uh, level. Uh, I think Beville got a couple of window dressing scores late. I don't think so either. Uh, how about Montgomery Lake Creek and, and uh, Richmond Randall? Lake Creek won, but I was impressed. Randall hung around in this game around. for a little while. This is a second-year program. Randall's got a freshman running back. Greg Powers is going to be all over him. He, he is a stud. Um, I think Lake Creek's offense is the real stinking deal, though. That oh, is yeah. the real yeah. stinking deal. Um, they're going to they're gonna need to be dealt with at some point. Uh, how about Roscoe and Newhome? Uh, a a, a uh, another again. Last week was kind of hipster week uh, mm -hmm, here in, in, mm -hmm. in Texas high school football. But Roscoe and Newhome got some got some shine on this, and uh, Newhome comes away with a uh, an impressive, uh, although not emphatic, twenty two to fifteen win. I came away pretty impressed with Roscoe in this one. Yeah, I thought Roscoe did a good job hanging hanging around against uh, Newhome against a team that, that that we think has a chance to win win region one. Um, I thought uh, I think Roscoe. You have to look at them and. And give them some uh, give them some credit as far as hanging hanging around in this game and being a team that we will have to talk about come playoff time. Crowley and Hurst LD Bell. How about the five and O Crowley Eagles? Yeah, Carlos Lynn and his coaching staff are doing a great job there with Crowley. Um, I think they've been scheduled for homecoming three times and have won all three homecomings. So they're just hell yeah. They're, so they're the, <laughs> they're, the they're the Carter Yates of, of homecomings. So. <laughs> So for those who don't know, when Carter Yates, our college writer, shows up at a high school game, it's almost guaranteed to be a blowout. It's just he's got that – he does not have that dog in him right now. Yeah. Uh, Crowley, they're, they're ruining your homecoming if you schedule them for homecoming. I love so that. I think there is a greater than zero chance we get to week 11 and Crowley and North Crowley are both 9-0 and playing Man. for a district title. That'd be fun. I, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, there's who's going to stop them? Like, North Crowley's still got to beat – no, I mean, they're, I mean, right now I think North Crowley's got to beat Trinity still. Yeah, Crowley's yeah. got to beat Trinity. And, Cr and uh, Bo Boswell. Boswell. Boswell won't be a pushover for no, Crowley. No, they're not. They're not. Uh, so they st Crowley's still got a couple tough games left where North Crowley, I think, is going to be heavily favored in the rest of their games. So. Finally, Lytle and Pearsall. How about those Pearsall yeah, Mavericks? Pearsall, yeah, Pearsall. Yeah, Lytle was a, was a cool story. I, I thought Pearsall would win. Yeah. 
bigger school. I think we, yeah, I think we similar resume. Didn't think they blow them out. Pearsall credits and they got a, they got a good ball club down there. They do, and their defense continued to show up. Oh. I mean, another. Yeah, I'm just hitting the microphone. You gotta stop that. Yeah. Uh, really impressive stuff. Uh, I mean, it doesn't come e- it doesn't get a whole lot. E- you know, they get Stockdale this week. Stockdale's a good ball club. Stockdale's a good ball club. That'll be a real nice ch- touch. Me. Even as a two-way, that's a good two-way ball club. Mm-hmm, anyway. Mm-hmm. anyway, there is your week five recap. It's now on to our week six game draft. And this game draft is brought to you by our friends at Community Coffee, who supports and celebrates the thriving communities at the heart of Texas high school football. Community coffee, coffee strong as our roots. If this is your first episode of Tep and Step, welcome. Here's how it works. Step and I go back and forth selecting games we are most interested in across the state of Texas. We go five rounds. Uh, Once it's picked, it's off the board. Then we round it all out with our hipster game of the week. And Matt Step, allow me to be the first to welcome you to Butt Week. Yeah, and we say this every year, week six. I'm not going to – I am not going to – we're on the premium podcast. I don't mind. We're your friends. We're going to be honest with you. I don't mind being honest with you. This week is Butt. It's a butt week. Now, look, that doesn't mean there are no good games. A butt week of Texas high school football is still infinitely better than no Texas high school football. Absolutely. And it's better than a, than a great week in 49 other states. 100%. This is still, this is the, this is going, here, here's the nicest thing I can say about Texas high school football. This is going to be by far the worst week of games across the state of Texas. And yet, it's going to be super fun. And... Generally, whenever we have a schedule like this, we tend to have like two or three like shockers. Yeah. So last week's shocker, we didn't talk about this, was Jim Ned and Eastland. What in the hell? Yeah. So so Eastland was so there's two major computer polls that I that I generally reference and look at. One is ours. Shout out Jerry Forrest. Shout out Jerry Forrest. Uh, and the other is Carl Padilla, the Padilla poll. Those mm-hmm. are the two main ones that I look at. Mm-hmm. And generally, they're in. I would say most cases they're they're close. If they they're are, they, if they're off, and what I what I what I like to use those two polls for is if I'm looking at teams to rank, I look to see if where they have them because if they have those teams like in the 40s, I'm like mm-hmm. okay, maybe I'm, I'm overcooking this team a little bit. Yeah. But if they're, I use them as a reference point yeah. just to check myself, check a check and balance, uh-huh. so to speak. Uh, believe I believe Jerry had Jim Ned as a 32 point favorite, they did. and Carl had. Jim Ned is a thirty-point favorite. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Eastland decided said, "Now nah, we're gonna, we're going to win," and they beat Jim Ned twenty-one. Most shocking result of last week by far, in my opinion. I, probably the most is it the most shocking result of the regular season? Has a bigger underdog won in the regular season? That's yet? a great question. That is knowable. Let me see. Um, Sorry, I, I digressed back into week five, but no, I thought that was such a big fine. upset. We needed to well, the other. I mean, quick. there was one other upset we we must. I think we need to address, and that is um, we're going to talk about Denton Ryan. I mean, they listen, the listen. colony walks into C.H. Collins and comes away with a win. Now, shout out Rudy Rangel and the colony because they sniffed something out, and they were they. What I appreciate about them is they were like, if we're gonna lose, we're going out on our shield. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go out there and we're gonna blitz the hell out of this junior quarterback, and we're gonna make him make a play. Yeah. And you know, plain and simple, just, just <coughs> couldn't do it, and and he couldn't. They couldn't stand up to the pressure. Not talking about Denton Ryan potentially could is is in danger of missing the play. They, they still have Alito, Burleson Centennial, and a underrated Justin Northwest team still mm-hmm. left on their schedule. Uh, there's a decent chance Denton Ryan. There's also a decent chance Lancaster misses the playoffs. Lancaster's banged up. Lancaster's banged up, and they're zero and two in district, and they still got to play Forney, and they still mm-hmm. got to play Tyler, and they still got to play Lufkin. 
Um, biggest upset, according to Jerry Forrest's computer so far, is uh, San Augustine 36, Hemphill 20. They were 47-point dogs in that okay. game. But okay. remember, that was also week one. And yeah. week one is like it's all projection. And so, yeah. like, and especially, the, like, that's not surprising 2A, 3A, that, like, they don't know. Like, the computer just, like, doesn't know that, like, San Augustine's a lot better this mm -hmm. year. Yeah, you get a 30-point upset in week five. Yes, there's there's four weeks of data in there. Now, and then, the, you know, the one we always reference is Childress. Yes. That was a playoff upset, and they were 30-point-something favorites. 30-plus, 30, 30 yeah. With 11 weeks of data in the, mm -hmm. in the can. Unbelievable. Anyway, so that, that was a notable upset worth mentioning. All that's to say is that even though this is butt week. <laughs> always something <laughs> crazy. Always, always something going crazy. Had a uh, coin flip before the show. I won the coin flip, which means I get one, pick 1-1 one, one of this week's game draft. And Matt Stepp, a few different places to go. I could go with the game, but but the remember what we're talking about. We're talking about not the best game, but the game we're most interested <laughs> in. <laughs> and as a result, Matt Step, let's go. 7.30 p.m. Friday night in the home of the 2021 Dave Campbell's, te 2022 Dave Campbell's Texas football cover shoot. Brownwood America. Mm. As the... State ranked number seven, I believe. Brownwood Lions. I, that's also knowable. Yes, number seven. Number seven. Take on the newly ranked. Re-ranked. Number nine. Back in the rankings. Stephenville Yellow Jackets mm -hmm. in the Battle of 377. The 79th <clears throat> meeting between these two old foes. Mm -hmm. Bitter rivalry. Bitter. Bitter rivalry. They don't like each other. They do not. And before we get into the game, one thing I love about this game is that this feels personal. Like, because Sammy Burnett, Brownwood guy. Mm -hmm. Sterling Doty, <clears throat> Stephenville guy. Mm -hmm. Like, this is this is bigger than just, like, two teams trying to win a football it's game. It's personal. These guys, these, this rivalry is very personal for both these guys. Yes, they want to win this game. This game matters a lot for these staffs, which are largely comprised of guys from that town. For sure. And for sure. that's what makes this so much fun. Brownwood has rolled on to an undefeated record. They have been very strong to start the year, and it's easy to see why. But he, I call rocks. I call is a dude. I call is <clears> on <throat> the dude's watch. He's dude, on the dude's rock watch list. Dude's he? rock watch list. Yeah. <laughs> he is. I love how you just keep adding more dude's rock when you when you intro yeah. it on the show. Dude's rock, dude's rock, dude's it's rock. Because she won't acknowledge it. Pickle won't acknowledge it. It's hashtag dude's rock. Um, it's one of Pickle's worst, worst takes. And... This is a really impressive Brownwood team that is more than just eye call. I think their defense is a lot better than it was last year. Yeah, a lot of experience back on that side of the ball. Quentin McCarty up front of the defensive line has been very good. Um, and that'll be a big challenge for Stephenville. Mm -hmm. Stephenville, and this is now two years running, they do not know how to play boring football games. They're incapable of playing like a boring football game. It's just insane. They had <clears throat> they had a they had a 14 to 7 win over Everman mm -hmm. in week 2 uh -huh. that came down to the wire. Yep. They played until like 2 in the morning against Decatur a couple of weeks ago and it like 56-55. One point game. game. I think 56-55 and like double overtime. I think that's right, yeah. Last week, they need a missed PAT by Ryder to escape uh, with Ryder 21-20. It's just 
Week after week, I don't. They're fans. I don't know how you deal with it. This is constant. No. So they are. If you take away, they had a they had a a ten point loss to Abilene Wiley. Mm-hmm. Okay. They had a ten point loss to Abilene Wiley. If you take away that ten point loss, their other four games have been decided by twelve points. That's incredible. <laughs> okay. One, one, three, and seven. <laughs> wild because um, remember they opened the season a three point loss to Midlow Heritage Midlow right? Heritage yeah, yeah so they're going to play it tight Ryan Gafford their quarterback has a knack for the dramatic and mm-hmm. they got a great running back in Tate Marufska they do um, can't like is that a skill like is winning a close game a skill like I don't know if it is Stephenville's made a skill out they've of it they've got it you for know, sure they, the, there's last week I, I don't think I, I mentioned this in my in my write up mm-hmm Stephenville threw for like 46 yards last week against Ryder. When is the last? It's got yeah. to. It's got to. Got to be. That's got to be the pre, worst out, output since in, before like Art Browse. Yeah, took over. in like, like, like 30 years. Yeah, like like that. That was shocking to me that Stephenville threw for that little yards. That that's like a red flag. I'm like, what's going on here? That, that's a big red flag. Um, Brownwood's battled through some injuries, and I think they've got mm-hmm. a pretty key injury to, to their running back. But I think Ike Hall is good enough to pick up the slack here. Now, Stephenville's uh, been on the good foot in this rivalry. Five of the last six. Yeah, they've had, they've had Brownwood's number for the most part. I and I would say they've had Brownwood's number. You know, for the first 40 years of this rivalry, for 50 years of this rivalry, really, Brownwood dominated Dominant. Stephenville. Well, Gordon Wood just, you know, yeah, that helps. It, it was a rite of passage for yeah. Brownwood to, to beat to, the hell out of Stephenville. And then... In the last 30 years, it's mm-hmm. been very much – Brownwood's gotten Stephenville a few times, but it's been much more Stephenville heavy. I think Brownwood's better, and they're at home. That's where I'm at on this mm-hmm. game. I, I keep trying to think of myself through certainly the rivalry aspect of this, and I'm, I'm not uh, uh, ignorant to the history. I just think Brownwood's better. Yeah. And I think being at home, if they don't – like now here's the thing about Stephenville, though. They will make you pay for a mistake. And then get hot. They can get hot, and when that thing gets rolling, it's hard to stop. It is. It is. But I think I think I think I trust Stephenville. I'm sorry, Brown Brownwood as the more consistent team here, and that's why I think, especially at home, I think that's why I like Brownwood. It's gonna be a game definitely worth watching. It'll be I'll fun. Be, keep Steve, an eye on. Uh, Battle of 377, the 79th. Underwoods will be packed. Oh man, yeah. Get the chicken fry. Yeah. Don't get the barbecue. Don't get the barbecue. Yeah, don't get the barbecue. What is your first pick, Matthew? I'm going to go with a, another one of our few state-ranked versus state-ranked matchups. I'm going to go down to the home of Shobles, <laughs> Columbus. This is your dude's rock of this like, is, this is just, you're going to just say Shobel a million times. In this I preview. mean, you could say Shobel a million times, and you could eat pregame meal at Shobles, which if you had never eaten at Shobles, go eat at Shobles in Columbus, Texas. As the Class 4A Division II 10th-ranked, Madisonville Mustangs come to town to take on the number two ranked in three Division One Columbus Cardinals. And uh, Madisonville the last couple of weeks have been real hot. Uh, 60 points plus the last two weeks. They set a school record for yardage last week in a 62 to 14 win. They are over not Livingston. They are not accidentally ranked. They are. They, no. they did not like oops into this. No, they've been dominant. They're 5-0. and And this team that was a little off the radar last year, and they, they ended up going to the third round of the playoffs last year, lost to Silsby in the third round. They upset Belleville in round two. Remember that 9-6 to six game? Yeah. They upset Belleville. It's a good team. They, they Ty Williams quarterback had 312 and six touchdowns last week. Um, they've got a Texas Tech commit 
and Lorenzo Johnson, who plays on both sides of the ball for them. It's a really good, talented Madisonville ball club. Um, running up against a Columbus team, though, that, that has that dude. They do have that dude. And it is uh, Adam Schobel, the uh, Baylor commit at quarterback for the Columbus Cardinals. You know, I think Columbus can make a strong case. They were the second-best team in 3A Division One last year. Mm-hmm. They took they, Franklin to the wire in the playoffs last year. They they had them they had them dead to rights basically. Yeah. You know, and, and they bring a lot back. Uh, Tyvon Whitehead is kind of their explosive uh, player in the running game. I think Shovel's got a couple of cousins that play for him. You know, his, his dad's the head coach. It's a, it's a very Shovelrific they're, ball club. Their uh, the their best defensive player arguably is John Shovel. Yeah, their linebacker. Yeah, it's it's. That family is all over – their fingerprints are all, are all over this town, all over this team, and this is one of the best teams Columbus has ever had. A bona fide state championship contender in 3A Division One, And when you have a, a guy that's that, – that's, I mean, Adam Schobles is a junior, and he's already started like 30 games. Mm-hmm. He's got experience. He's got talent. This is just a – this is an elite team in 3A Division One, and I think at home, you know – Columbus won this game by 28 last year. Mm-hmm. That says a lot, mm-hmm. considering how good Madisonville was last year. Columbus beat him by 28. I don't think they beat him by 28, but I think the trenches is where Columbus really has a big edge here, especially on the defensive side. I don't know if Madisonville's deep. Because I think, I think Columbus can just stay away from Lorenzo Johnson, throwing yes. the ball a little yes. bit. I don't know if Madisonville can stop the run, and I don't think they can slow down Schobel if Schobel, even if Schobel stays away from Johnson. I think Columbus's defense is good enough to get a few stops. I like Columbus to pull away in the second half at home with this one. I I, I think your diagnosis is is, is ugh, their, your diagnosis is spot on in that this is a closer game than it was last year because mm-hmm. I think Madisonville is better. Correct. But I think that the advantages are still about the same as they were last year, where I think at the quarterback spot especially, Schobel's just he's a he's a game breaker for them. And so I think that's that's I think that's a good pick. It's a good pick. All right, Matthew. Before I give you this next pick, I am going to see where the game is. And that's because we are going to go do 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 zoom in, Gregory. Let's go. Seven fifteen. Friday night. That seven fifteen kickoff. I already know who it is. <laughs> Only district that has seven fifteen. Seven fifteen kickoffs. Friday night <clears throat> at Legacy Stadium in Katy. Beautiful Legacy Stadium. Can I interest you in a state ranked matchup featuring the Katy Tigers? Shocker. Oh, okay. Um, I for one am shocked that Katy is ranked. And the uh, that's me like cleaning mm-hmm. my glasses. The Katie Jordan Warriors. That's right. Second year program. Well, it's a big year for second year programs that are state it? ranked. Man, Katie Jordan, Frisco Emerson, mm-hmm. Iowa Colony, Panther Creek's got a real argument to be ranked too. Canyon West Plains. Canyon West Plains. Yeah, a lot of a lot of second year pro. Even Lake Belton. Lake Belton mm-hmm. was state ranked for a little while. A lot of second year programs making waves. Uh. Let's just let's not play coy about this. Uh, Katie Jordan, yeah, is playing for an opportunity to be in the let's be real the catbird seat in nineteen six A. Absolutely, yeah. I think the winner of this game uh, is is in great shape to win the district. And Jordan, now they 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 you were at the game with Peyto. I was a very workmanlike performance over a Peyto team that is not what they were when they won a state championship a couple of years ago. But they pulled away, and Chad Gasper, their running back, very strong. They got a receiver in Andrew Marsh, who is a 
They got like three Division One. You know, I called the game with Mike Roach, twenty four seven zone Mike Roach last week, and uh, they've got a uh, they've got three or four. Not, Marsh is the top prospect. Yeah. You know, he's got the big big offers. They got a kid committed to Arizona State. They got another kid with like Houston Christian offer. I mean, they they got four Division. Their third string. Jordan's third third string running back's a sophomore. He already has an SMU offer. He's the third string. They're, they're lo- loaded at skill spots. They're loaded. Um, but Katie, beating Katie has never been about what you have in the skill spots. No. Plain and simple. Beating Katie is about what you have up front, the big hog mollies, because that's where Katie wins. And Tremaine Hill, Chase Johnsy, they are a very strong they this is old school Katie. Like they 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 look like they have moved on very well from that loss to Atascasita. And they look like they are rolling back into vintage Katie mode. They yeah, real the kid great. is just a sophomore and I think they've inserted him kind of towards the last couple of weeks and he's made a big difference in making them a little more explosive on the offenses. I think he's kind of their home run. You know, Katie always has a home run back. Yes. I think the Hill kid is the the new home run. And they've back. got he's the new hotness in yeah, Katie. He's the new hotness. Um, they are that's the new and, and and but what's not new for them is their defense. Their defense continues to be very good mm-hmm. um, and and looks very good. Um, a lot of this is about how many home runs Jordan can hit because you're not they're not going to drive the field on Katie. Like they're just like they're no. almost certainly not going to drive the field. They've got to attack Katie's secondary. Yes, and make those guys tackle in space. Katie, that's how Tascasita beat him. They mm-hmm. they put their athletes in space and made and hurt Katie because they weren't able to tackle in space. That, Andrew Marsh, Zechariah Sample, mm-hmm. um, Van Keith Brown, those three guys especially are hard to tackle in space. But Jordan's got to be able to protect their quarterback mm-hmm. and get be able to have him get the ball out to those playmakers. Katie's got the dudes. To win this game, which is crazy to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. They absolutely have the dudes. I ain't picking against Katie. No, in, it's hard to pick against Katie. Like, but Jordan's got the dudes. Jordan has more high-profile prospects, yeah, for sure. They've got the dudes. And, and so if this becomes a dudes-off, then Jordan's got a real shot. But You need to use that on the show. But, Katie, but Katie is not... Gary Joseph is not 706 overall mm-hmm. because he lets dudes beat him. Players one through five. Yes. Big edge to Katie Jordan. That's not a. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. It's not a hot take. No, it's not. It's the facts. Mm-hmm. It's players five through 40, mm-hmm. five through 45, where I think Katie still has a massive edge, and that's where. The difference I agree. comes in. And I think the trenches, I think I, I need to see Jordan be able to hold up in the trenches before yeah. I'm one to believe. This is this is the measuring stick for Katie Jordan yeah, right here. Absolutely. This is, this is it. Forever because and ever it is. Let me tell you, if Katie Jordan beats Katie, we start having a real discussion about Katie Jordan as the Division Two favorite in Region Three. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I think this you're right. This is the measuring stick. Yeah, especially with the way the Division Three of the Division Two bracket is looking. Uh, you're spot on. Anyway, I like Jordan, Katie Jordan, and Katie. What is your second pick, Matthew? Rick Tepper, I'm yeah. headed to a place near and dear to your heart. Okay. Friday night at Buddy Eccles Field in Coppell. No way. I had to do it. I don't think we've ever honestly, like, we've done it as hipster picks, but I don't think we've ever done a Coppell game. We've done an Everman game. Yeah. I don't, we, think, we've ever, I don't no. think we've ever drafted a Coppell game. Wow. It's happening. What a moment. <laughs> put, the, put the stringer bell ming up. We're back up. We are back up. <laughs> as the... Three and one and one and zero oh, Louisville fighting farmers mm-hmm. visit. You just don't walk into Buddy Eccles Field, buddy, and think you're going to get a win. You don't. You don't walk into the home of Shehan Jayaraja. Oh, Greg Tepper. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. And get a win. 
I need someone to put a like a take the fat head of Shahan that we had at coaching school and bring it to the game and just put it in the Coppell student section <laughs> and just see the, just the looks from the students. <laughs> what a Is that visual! CBS Sports is Shahan yeah. Raja. Hi Shahan, hope you're listening. Yeah, hope you're doing well. Um, <laughs> as the four zero unbeaten Coppell Cowboys host Louisville in a game that I th- that was for the District Six Six A Championship last year. I think it's going to decide the 6-6A championship this year. You're not drafting this as a bit. It's a legit good game. It's, In my opinion, this is the best game in the Metroplex this week. Yeah, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, if you're talking about Dallas-Fort Worth, like proper, like Dallas and Tarrant County, the, D, like the immediate DFW area, mm-hmm. I don't think it gets better than this. Um, it never gets better than this, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> Cowboy <laughs> fight never dies. Um Louisville last week, um, you know, we kind of, you know, I'll be the first to say we 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 kind of poo pooed Louisville after they lost to Highland Park a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. We, you know, just kind of dismissed them a little bit. We well, thought that we thought that they didn't have that dog in them. Yeah, and I'm I'm not sure they do. We, maybe they can get some of that dog back this week. So they go if they do to Coppell what they did to Coppell last year. Mm-hmm. I think you have to give Louisville some credit because I was at this game last year at Max Goldsmith Stadium, and Louisville put it on Coppell thirty-one to three. And they put it on Flower Mound yesterday, last week. That's a good Flower Mound team. Not bad. And Louisville dominates them, 34-7. Uh, Jackson State committed quarterback Ethan Terrell had a big game throwing the ball, 249, five touchdowns. Viren uh, uh, Ellison, it's Viren. Viren. Viren Ellison. Uh, Tulsa committed running back, had 119 yards. Running behind that massive offensive line, which uh, our buddy Mike Roach has told me has at least three, maybe even four division one recruits on it Jeez. and it is a massive offensive line that that will that that is an offensive line that will move people against their will mm-hmm. and that's it, it's nothing you can do about it um very very good and i think louisville's defense that's an explosive flyer mound offense louisville holds them to 202 yards of offense mm-hmm. we knew louisville was loaded in the secondary with you know Jaden hardy and those guys their front seven did a great job last week against flyer mound as well a complete performance from louisville look across the side of coppell Early in the year, Coppell's defense kind of had some struggles. They were battling some injuries. They were bringing some new guys along. I think they opened with Saxe. Saxe and uh, I can't remember who the other. Someone else, but they just started going like score for Maybe score. it was with Timber them. Creek. Yeah, Keller, Timber right, Creek, yeah. I think. They struggled early in the year. defense. And Antonio Wiley will admit it. He'll say, hey, we weren't very good on defense the first two weeks. We kind of got it together the last two weeks. Last two games, they've allowed a total of 21 points. And uh, they were impressive in their district opener. Blasting Plano West fifty-five to seven. Uh, that's what you do at Coppell, right? You blast Plano West, right? You guys, you know, just, <laughs> yeah, just that, swat them out to have the vaunt, big rivalry that vaunt, game. That vaunted rival, Plano yeah. West. Uh, Edward, Edward Griffin, uh, two hundred thirty-seven yards, two touchdowns. He also ran for a touchdown. Let me tell you, dude. I'll tell you this. And I know I'm Coppell guy. <laughs> this Edward Griffin, he impressed us at seven on seven. And he can spin it. He's yeah. and he's in that same mold as as God, their quarterback last year. I forget his name. Jack something, right? Yeah. He had a great quarterback named Jack something. Yeah, yeah. But like same thing. It's Hi, like Jack. it's like he's not gonna like he's not gonna go out there and he's not, you know, he's not Will Hammond or anything yeah. like that. But like he puts it where it needs to be. It's on time, it's on schedule, it's on the money. It's mm-hmm. he's a good little player. And Edward Griffin threw the Hail Mary heard around the world at State seven on seven when Cop Hill knocked off the Woodlands. Damn right he did. <laughs> Uh, the offense, the uh, running game, Xavier Mosley and O'Marion and Bakway. O'Marion, I hope I said your last name right. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Uh, they had 161 yards rushing combined, four touchdowns on the ground. And here's the key. Coppell's defense, which has struggled, 
holds Plano West to 171 yards of offense last week. Very impressive from Coppell. This is not going to be 31 to three this year. It's, I would be really surprised. It's going to be much closer, especially in Coppell. It's Coppell's at home. Coppell still has one of the best student sections in DFW. They're going to have a big home crowd. It's going to be a lot of Coppell people there. This is this is this is the happening place to be in Coppell, America, on a Friday night. I can tell you. And I think Louisville's going to bring a big crowd. That old Louisville crowd shows up. The farmers are 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 playing great football. It's going to be a good crowd, good atmosphere, and a great football game. I think Louisville wins. I'm going to say by two touchdowns, but one of those is going to be real late, kind of window dressing. I could see 34-21, that kind of ball game for uh, Louisville over Coppell. I want to believe, I want to believe in in the mighty Cowboys, but I just don't. I I'm so, if Coppell wins this game, they're going 10 and 0. Oh yeah, no, this is these are these are the two best teams in this district, and I'm not particularly sure it's close. Yeah. Like, Cop- Coppell wins this game, they're going 10-0. and 0. They kind of laugh. And you're going to be insufferable. Oh, I'm going to be. I'm going to wear my letter jacket. If they, here you go. If Coppell, <laughs> right. if Coppell wins. Coppell Pickle. Beats, Pickle. If Coppell beats Louisville, I'll wear my letter jacket on the air on Monday. Can I go tell Pickle real quick on the show? Pickle. Yeah, hold on. You're Pickle! Listening to live Steph's, I'm not editing this out. Steph's going to go over there. But that's true. I just don't – I do not think that – I do not think that Coppell's defense is able to call like to slow down Louisville enough. That's the big thing. I'd love to believe Cowboy fight never dies, baby. Pickle okay, Pickle approves. There you go. Um, that is your second pick, Coppell. Coppell and Louisville. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. My third pick, Matthew. Let's go to Tasca Stadium in El Maton, Texas. The killer. The killer. As the thriller from the killer. What a great... Uh, Still the, those are the best 707 jerseys ever. If you didn't know, they wear uniforms that says... The thr- Tidehaven wears uniforms that says the thriller from the killer because they're in El Maton, and El Maton is Spanish for the killer. As Beautiful. A District 14-3A Division II showdown between the Tidehaven Tigers and the East Bernard Bramas. And it's Bramas, not Bramas. Bramas. It, it has to be Bramas, because if it's not, then what are we even doing here? And this is a game that I think if you're, if you're on paper – you might say, and you like you don't pay attention to Texas high school football. You might say, "Why are you why are you talking about this game? This game doesn't like why would you why would you talk about this game?" I'm here to tell you that I think there is a real like changing of the guard possibility in this part of the world that is a, that is attached to this game because Tidehaven last year obviously had an unbelievable year, right? They mm-hmm. had 11 and three. Um, I don't want to go too crazy before I look this up. Uh, it was their first outright district championship since 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, just their just their third or yeah third 11 win season since 1982. It was a great year for, yeah. for David Lucio's plan. Tide Haven for a long time in, in the crossroads regions. We're talking think Victoria. Yeah, yeah. kind of been a doormat. They have been for a long time, and the team that had been the team that you hung your hat on. 
was East Burnett. <clears throat> the team walking on the doormat. Absolutely. Yeah. Every <clears throat> single year. Brushing their shoes off. Absolutely. You know? Was East Bernard. And last year, they beat East Bernard 30-9 to in route to that district championship. And I feel like, I don't want to speak for people down there in Tidehaven, mm-hmm. but I feel like that felt really good for them. I'm sure it was very cathartic. I, I, I think it was, because if you take a look at that, that was their second win since 2010 over East Bernard. Yeah. They're now... Two and twelve in their last fourteen games against East yeah. Bernard. East Bernard has made a habit of of not just Tidehaven, but everyone down there and, just beating the crap out of. And them. by the way, they've been the power. Those games, not twenty four twenty one. It was sixty three six. Right. Mm-hmm. It was butt kicking. Well, now the shoes on the other foot here. East Bernard kind of scuffling a little bit. Uh, they enter this game at two and two on the year. Yeah, they were three and seven last year. Three and seven. Now, their losses are pretty good. They have losses to Edna and Hitchcock. Okay? Yeah. Those are good losses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Impressive win over Ganado. That's a really nice win over a two-way, but Ganado. And then they uh, have a a big win over Shiner. When are we going to have the conversation about Shiner? Shiner's bad. I've heard they've they've had, supposedly talking to folks down in that part of the world in the Houston area, Shiner's had... Some seniors that have decided to go straight baseball. They were counting on. They've, you know, Shiner's a baseball powerhouse as well. We had some seniors decide to go straight baseball. They're playing a lot of young kids, and they're they're taking lumps this year. Shiner's zero and five, and I got to be honest, if they do not beat Bloomington this week, uh, they still got Bloomington, Skidmore, Tynan, and Kennedy. But three and seven is a real possibility because yeah. then the other two games are Refurio and Three Rivers. They ain't winning either of those games. I don't think so. so anyway, but. Crazy. East Bernard is two and two, and we we kind of know what this this offense is going to be about. They're going to line it up. They're going to run the ball. That's that's what that's what East Bernard do. They are a team that uh, has a number of, of weapons offensively that can go out there and 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 run the ball. But a lot of their a lot of their identity is tied up in their defense, and their defense has been better of late. Matthew, because let's talk about defense, mm-hmm. and let's talk about the only team in Texas. That has not allowed a point. The, the last one. The last one. Okay. The Tidehaven Tigers. They have scored. Let me see. Let me make sure I get this right, because this is worth the, the 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 struggle I'm putting in right now. Tidehaven has outscored their opponents 196 to nothing this year. That seems good. Their defense. Now they had one game that was canceled. Uh, Vanderbilt Industrial. They canceled, but they opened up district play last week with a big win over Rice Consolidated. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, another team kind of in that part of the world that's been on the upper, upper. Yeah, they've know, been good for a while, yeah. Uh, consolidate. This is a team that is hitting. There's just no two ways about it. They are hitting on all cylinders. Everything is working for them. And a mm-hmm. lot of it is Joseph Dodds, their running back, who's another, a superstar. Another Baylor commit. Their quarterback, Cale Russell, I think they're working into the offense. If you have a concern right now about Tidehaven, the passing game is still maturing. He's just a sophomore. He's just a sophomore. Yeah, they're still sophomore. maturing. This Tidehaven's a favorite in this game. I think arguably a big favorite. Mm-hmm. But do the ghosts of the past rear their ugly head? Can can they slow down the slot T? Does the passing attack come <coughs> back to bite them? I don't mm-hmm. think so. the The bigger headline here is like, does the shutout streak get snapped? That's. Yeah, that's kind of my angle I took in, in the right. I think Todd Haven wins this game. I think, but I think East Bernard keeps it competitive. Yes, and they score. I could see. I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I, I look at this game and I thirty to seven. 
Yeah, I was thinking like 31-13, you know, something like that. I give East Bernard two scores. Yeah, so there you have it. I like East Bernard and Ty Damon. What's your third pick, Matthew? I'm going to stay small school, but I'm going to go across the state, Greg Tepper. Okay. Up to the Texas Panhandle. Uh-huh. Have you heard the good news about the hostile herd? I have heard the good news. We had Adam Naren on our show on Scoreboard on Friday night. You it heard the good rocks. news. Uh, as the Hereford hostile herd, or more commonly known as the White Faces, and should, should, can I just talk about the nickname, just in case anyone yes, doesn't know? Far. It's a breed of cattle. So like, a breed of cattle, It's guys. called a White Face. Because in, it's, it's a cow that has a white face. Yeah. Shocking, right? Yeah. And if you go to Hereford, let me tell you, it has a unique smell. <laughs> Lots you, of cattle. Did you know this about Adam Naren? Did you know he's, he's a, from he's a Plainview guy? Plainview guy, yeah. Yeah. So you know so when you get that smell from Hereford, you know you know what what native Hereford Ians say? Uh they say it smells like money. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the industry in town. Is go. the is cattle. So Well, the industry um, in town right now is winning, winning football, football games. games. Yeah. And let me tell you that atmosphere Friday night in Hereford looked amazing. Those uh, those photos that looked like the most fun place in the world. Yeah, it looked amazing. Just it was a packed house. Plainview, Plainview, Class Five A Plainview was undefeated. Also, and it's not that long of a drive from Plainview up to Hereford. They're old rivals. That was a that, that looked like a fun. I, I wish I was I'd at love, that game. I'd love to know the last time it was undefeated Plainview versus undefeated Hereford. It, like where they weren't like one and zero. I bet it was early two thousands. Oh yeah, you know, it's when, been a minute. Yeah, and Hereford comes out with the win. They're five and zero. 24-21. Uh, Brylon Lopez, 201 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Uh, Hereford sophomore quarterbacks playing well. Um, Hereford kind of ran out to a big lead and kind of held on late, but but the 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 white faces are, are rolling and they entered the state rankings this week. They did, they inter- and, and deservedly so. They have they have wins now over unbeaten Plainview and to Amarillo Tascosa. How about that? Now, Tascosa's struggling this year, for sure, but still a nice feather in your cap for a 4A to beat a big five. I mean, Tascosa's almost a 6A program, and Hereford beat him. This is a really good Hereford team, and I think the favorite in that panhandle uh, 4A Division One district. They have to go to Canyon West Plains this week, and if you were around preseason, you heard me talking about West Plains and how I thought West Plains was a real regional contender in Division Two in a region one second year program adam cummings the head coach did a great job in year one got them they were seven and five last year got to the second round of the playoffs they brought a ton of guys back and they're explosive and they lost in week one to bushland a really good bushland team and they they lost in a close one we kind of they kind of fell off the radar a little bit well they're back on it now because they they went to lubbock last week and knocked off state ranked lubbock estacado Mm -hmm. um 51 to 34 and that explosive offense Got cooking last week. Jordy Hernandez runs for 209 yards, three touchdowns. Kyron Wooten, the wide receiver, seven catches, 166 yards, and a touchdown. And the greatest name in Texas high school football right now, wide receiver King Talent. Talent spelled T-A-L-L-A-N-T. That rocks. King. He's got a cool middle name, too. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it is. Uh, he had 85 receiving yards. He also had a touchdown on the ground. He's just a versatile weapon. This is a lo- they've got a great quarterback who's got a, a sophomore who's got a lot of experience. He started as a freshman all last year. A ton of experience. This is a dynamic and powerful West Plains team. Yes, they are. They're scary. <clears throat> and I think they them 
it's funny to say the power in 4A Division One Region Two or in 4A Division Two Region One, mm-hmm. it's out west. Yeah. You got Monahans and West Plains. Mm-hmm. You got Graham, who we'll talk about Graham at some point in this show. Um, out out closer, further east. Grant Graham is the the best chance in that region from from you know from outside of West Texas. Yep. And even Graham is kind of borderline West Texas. You know, they're kind of out there, um, but. This is a really good West Plains team, and I'm going to say I think I think West Plains gets the win this week. I think they knock Herford from the ranks of unbeaten and get that win, and West Plains makes their case to break into the state rankings this week. I think they do too. I think yeah. that I think that I am not sure the Herford offense can keep up with that's West that's my whole thing. I don't think Herford's got the firepower to that's keep it. up. I think it's a good Herford team, but. Her, the the final score if you just say if you just scroll the final score in front of me yeah and it says 42-28 um i know who wins the game yeah and if it's if it's 24-17 i know who wins the game yep it's it's the high scoring game is going to go to west plains the lower scoring if it's in the 20s i think that's herford's game if it gets past 28 into the 30s and 40s that's west plains game to win right there it's a good pick it's a good pick there herford and canyon west plains my fourth pick, fourth pick, Matthew, is kind of a game I feel like obligated to take. Okay. Seven o'clock Friday night at Crenshaw Memorial Stadium in Houston, as the Sheldon C.E. King Panthers take on the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs in a state-ranked 6A matchup. Yes, one of two this week. Do you understand why I feel obligated to take this? Yeah, like it's, it's a state-ranked. It's a state-ranked 6A game. If you're looking, if you're a big school snob, Houston's Houston's where it's at yes, this week. It's they, they have the better, they have the meets. big school slate. There's there's a couple of other games that are that are not probably gonna get picked. You know, like Cy Springs and Cy Ranch. Good, it's a good slate considering the week it is. It's a good Houston slate. This yeah, week. it is. Um, CE King. So uh, there are four <laughs> state ranked teams in twenty one six A. Twenty one six A is it's the district of doom. Is it the best district in Texas, regardless of classification? Yeah, I think it's got to be. It's the I think and, it's the deepest. I mean, you look at um, Umble. Umble, Umble took C.E. King to overtime last week. Mm-hmm. That's a, not bad. And they're probably going to finish fifth. Yep. Um, and so these are two of those teams who are going at it. Uh, of course, Atascacita is ranked and Summer Creek is ranked. Mm-hmm. So those are the four teams. C.E. King. There's three in the top ten now. Yeah. C.E. <laughs> King's offense has been really good. Darius Clark James, their quarterback. Yeah, that's a kid who transferred in from Channel View. Very He's, strong. Yeah. Very strong. They're throwing it around a lot more this year. C. King has been known as kind of a run-heavy team. They're they're slinging it around a lot more with with, with the new QB. Uh, and then they've got they've got the the wide receiver on the outside, Vincent Jones, mm-hmm. who has been very strong as well. I want to say he had some some crazy. Yeah, he's averaging. Yeah, he's he's got twenty three catches, four hundred sixty yards, four touchdowns. Large bills only for Vincent yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they did get a scare last week against Umble. It's a it's a feisty Umble team. It's yes. a, it's a, it's, a, it's an Umble team that's got some grit to them. Uh, if they are going to beat North Shore, and this is like why I feel like the obligation thing. It's like oh, it's a state ranked team. I also just draw a pretty big line delineation between about the top five teams in six A and the rest of the pack. I think there's notable. There's a class system in 6A. Yes. I think you got your top five, and I think you got teams about five to about 16, 17, right. and then 17 to about 50. Yeah. You know, I, I think you get past 17, and there's about 
30 teams that look at the rankings. Just look at the churn. It's always churn. Yeah. It's always churn. That's why I tell people you get 6A has more depth than any classification, and that that middle between 17 and 50, anybody can be anybody on any any given night. Um, Because Caleb Caleb Bailey, I keep saying, I keep getting DJ Bailey and Caleb Bailey. That's not not helpful. Caleb Bailey's back, and uh, he's a problem. Back with a vengeance. He's a problem. Uh, their defense is great with Devin Sanchez roaming around in the backfield. Um, their front seven is not as big and dominant as they've been, but they're good. but they're fast. It's it's fast. It's faster than it has been. Maybe yeah. not as big, but it's faster than it has mm-hmm. been. They get off blocks. They're really good. We mentioned this in the in the uh, the uh, the Texas football fun fact of the week. They haven't lost a, uh, a district game since October 2017. Mm-hmm. They haven't lost a district game in almost seven full years, six full years, and I'm not sure it changes this week. Like, see, King's got a path. Defense got to play the game of their lives. They need a lot to go right. And then they've got to – I think they've got to run the ball. They've got to find a way to get some running game, which has not necessarily been their forte. Just to keep Caleb Belly off the field. Exactly right. They're going to need that sophomore running back, Deion Simmons, uh, Sims, to have a big game. I just don't see it. I feel mm. obligated to take it because it is an interesting game, a class 6A state-ranked matchup, and we'll start to kind of do the sorting thing in 21-6A. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I, I would be stunned if C.E. King won. Agree. Um, but I do like that game, North Shore and C.E. King. I'll be keeping an eye on it until it's not worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, which North Shore games tend to, uh, to get yeah. like that in the regular season. What is your fourth pick, Matthew? I'm going to go to the Alamo. Do you like the Alamo City? I love the Alamo City. And you've got a couple options here. I do. It's a decent little week. Sneaky little week. It is, I do. They, the nine-team district helps us out this week because they yes. they have to play. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if this game is at Ferris or at um, – I can look it up. It's, not, it's either Ferris. What's the other north side stadium? Uh, I can't think of it now, but Comalander and Heroes are the yeah. two, um, two northeast stadiums. This is north side ISD as – 5-0 San Antonio J takes on 4-0 San Antonio Sotomayor in a key 29-6A matchup. This game is at... I think it's at Ferris. Uh, yeah, Thursday night affair. This game's at... at uh, no, it's at it's at the Gus. Oh, Gustafson Stadium. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Thursday night game. Thursday night this, there's one other really good Thursday game in the Metroplex, uh, but this might be the game of the night Thursday night. Uh-huh. Um, San, two surprise teams that are yes. unbeaten and challenging for the, you know, along with San Antonio Harlan for the 29-6A title. You know, San Antonio Brennan has had the run of 29-6A the past three years, and a very young Brennan team has has kind of faded. They're, they're, they've kind of fallen into a we're just we're competing for a playoff spot this year, not really competing for a district championship. Yes. Brennan struggled. Um, San Antonio J has kind of been a doormat for a while. They 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 ha- you know every once in a while they'll pop up, but this is their chance at, at a big year. Gary Gutierrez has you know they they went to state seven on seven this year. That we kind of saw some signs from San Antonio J this summer making qualifying for state seven on seven for the first time. And it's because of the play of Jackson Gutierrez. Yes. Gary's he got a coach's kid at quarterback. I believe he's committed to Army. Um, he kind of leads that offense. But after the first four weeks looking really strong, uh, starting out 2-0 in district, they did go to 3-0 in district last week, but they struggled against San Antonio Stevens. And that's a down San Antonio Stevens squad, and they, they had to escape with a 21-14 win. That was, that was an escape job by yes, the Jay Mustangs. Uh, in that game, um, they're going to need to be better this week because Sotomayor is coming. They're a year, another second year program. 
They struggled last year. They they didn't they didn't have the kind of year that that like West Plains and Iowa Colony and those they they struggled last year. They went two and eight in, in a lot of those eight games. They they took took their lumps. Well, they're back this year and they're back with the vengeance. Um, they rolled past San Antonio Holmes last week, thirty nine to seven, to improve to four and zero. 2-0 in district play, 477 yards of offense. The defense had a fumble return for a touchdown. Uh, Logan Plake, who I wonder if he's related to the Colleen Harker Heights quarterback, Dylan Plake. Good question. It's the same last name. I need to ask somebody about that. Uh, and they're both in military towns too, San Antonio and Colleen. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Um, he had 121 yards uh, and a touchdown. He had 73 yards rushing. Uh, Jaden Gutierrez for Soto Mayor, 163 yards on the ground and a touchdown. He had 54 receiving yards and a touchdown. Soto Mayor was my sleeper, kind of hipster playoff pick in 29-6A. They're, they're, if they win this game, they move into district championship contender. Mm-hmm. This is a game. I think the winner of this game is going to be the chief challenger to San Antonio Harlan, who's also undefeated for the 29-6A title. And I think the winner of this game almost assuredly will be in the playoffs. Huge game in San Antonio. I lean to Jay, the experience. They're very senior heavy. Sotomayor still young. I'm leaning to San Antonio Jay here. This is going to be a close game. This is a game I'm going to have my eye on Thursday night. I'm going to be locked in. Yeah, this is a, this is an intriguing game, and especially in a relatively lean Thursday night slate. Um, I think that there's a lot to uh, I think there's a lot to to like about this game. So keep an eye on that one. T- Again, if you're a brand name shopper, this is a tough week. Mm-hmm, if you're a brand name shopper, but if you're looking for good games, there's good games to be found, and this is a good example of that. All right, Matthew, my fifth and final pick. I'm gonna go a little bit off the board and maybe off of your board um, here. We're gonna go to Central Texas. We're having okay. a ton of time. But I would like to go to 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Leopard Field in Lorena as okay. the 3-2 and two Lorena Leopards welcome in the 5-0 and oh Little River Academy Bumblebees. The Swole Bees are 5-0? and oh? Swole Bees are 5-0. and oh. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I think there's, we need to consider the possibility that Little River Academy has the juice. They might. They might. This team's not bad, man. And if they win this week, we're going to BCon 2 or whatever it is. (laughs) BuzzCon 3. BuzzCon 3. Yeah. Um... Because this would be a really impressive feather in the cap for Mark Mullins and company. If they can get I think if they can get past this one, you guys start talking about Little River Academy and Franklin both being undefeated going into that game. Season finale. Ooh, we got At Franklin. Oh, oh let's that's get hot. sexy. That's anyway, hot. Little River Academy, 5-0. and Looks very good. A lot of it is based on just they are outscoring fools. Their offense mm-hmm. has been excellent. They got this sophomore running back, Cavalli uh, Neely. Who's been very good? They got a dual threat quarterback as well in Casey Mraz, uh, and they're they're just they've weaponized their offense. Their mm-hmm. offense is very very good. They they are they sting people. Defense, mm, it's, it's okay. Could be better. Gets the job done. Twenty one points mm-hmm. a game. Don't don't apologize. You know, good wins. Good wins to open the year over Rogers and Lago Vista, which really kind of set the tone for them. Uh, and then it's they, a four A in Lago yeah. Vista. 
and then they've kind of uh, they've kind of kept rolling. They they drilled Troy last week, forty nine to twenty one. Here's Lorena, who is a hard team to get a read on. Agree. They lose their opener to China Spring. No, no shame in that. To for a two time state champion. Sure. They beat West, twenty seven thirteen. Good win. Mm-hmm. They beat Cedar Hill Trinity Christian. TLC. They're a lot, they're a lot better than them. They lose to Waco La Vega. Again, a 4A, big physical 4A. They lose 49-42. And then last week, they get a narrow, heart-stopping win over Cameron Yo to open district play, 43-41. Now, Cameron Yo is not the Cameron Yo of old. They're 1-4. They're riding the struggle bus a little bit. But they are finding, they found a way to win, and it's better to be 3-2 you know, uh, than 2-3. They are without Jaden Porter. Jaden Porter's been hurt. They've been banged up. They, they've had, they battled. Their running back went down in the first scrimmage, I think, yes. with a season-ending injury. They're, they have been very, <coughs> very banged up. Uh, they've moved Jackson Generals to, to wide receiver, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they've got this quarterback, Caden Roberts, who's taken over at quarterback. They're running the ball a lot more with Braylon Henry. They are just kind of like putting pieces together and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't for Coach Kevin Johnson in his first year. Trying to trying to trying to kind of piece build the plane as they're flying. I think losing Porter really takes away a lot of what they do offensively. Oh yeah, because he's a, such a dynamic. Even if, he stretches the defense. That's exactly right. He's the guy that even when you're not throwing him the ball, he impacts the play. And so that is the challenge. I think is to find a way past this Troy defense, which is gettable, but without your best player. A lot of this comes down to whether or not Lorena can run the ball. They were able to run the ball against Cameron Yo, and they were able to keep. They were able to win that game. They were able to run the ball against La Vega, and that was a, and that that was why they were able to keep that thing close, even though they they eventually fell. That, but I am very concerned about this Lorena defense. Very concerned about this Lorena defense, especially against a Little River Academy offense that's been lighting teams up. I think Little River Academy goes and gets a real important win to again potentially. Set the stage in 11-3A Division One for Franklin and Little River Academy. I think that, th- that this is probably – the winner of this game is the second-best team in, in the district mm-hmm. uh, behind Franklin. Let me tell you, seeding in that district is important oh, yeah. because your bi-district matchup is going to be a challenge. Yes. Because 12-3A Division One has Columbus, mm-hmm. Hitchcock, mm-hmm. Yoakum, mm-hmm. all-state ranked. And I want you to consider the fact that if you finish third in that district, you get Hitchcock in the first round. Hitchcock or Columbus, probably. If you finish second, you might get Yoakum. Mm-hmm. Who's ranked like yeah. – who lost to Quero by seven. Yeah. And they're, I think, they're eighth ranked or something. And I think Hallisville is the number four – Hallisville is really good. Hallisville is a, like a hard luck – are they like two and three? No, I think – I want to say they're four and one or five yeah, and oh. There's another team that I think – yeah, I'm thinking of anyway. Anyway. All that's to say, this I'm is a critical up, game. Scrambling to look up Hallettesville's record. Hallettes four and one. My bad. In my face. Yeah, they're four. They're one losses to five a five a San Antonio Piper. Yeah, that's a three a playing a five a. Anyway, very excited for this game. I think that uh, Lorena and Little River Academy has a lot of implications, and for Little River Academy, this would be a real. This would be their best win of the year if they go and get sure. this win. So, what is your fifth and final pick, Matthew? Oh, this is tough. I know. Actually, some good ones on the board still, which tells me it's a deeper week than I think. Um, let's go Friday night. Okay. To Hampshire Finette. the Golden Triangle. I have some thoughts on this. 
where the three and two and one and zero Jasper Bulldogs visit five and zero unbeaten one and zero in district state ranked Hampshire Finette. I think this is the most important game of Jasper's season. Uh, yeah, because I think you lose this game, both these teams. You still got Silsby looming on the schedule. Number two ranked Silsby looming on the schedule. You lo- you lose this game, you're probably going to be good chance you're in third place, and you're gonna you're gonna get a much tougher playoff path. Mm-hmm. Hampshire Finette lost this game last year, ended up pulling an upset in the second round over Waco Connolly and in getting to Quero in round three. But this is this is a really tough game to call because even though Jasper's three and two, they're two loss. Like they lost to Franklin and they lost to uh, Spring Legacy School Sports Science, which that's a good yeah. good private slash yeah. charter that doesn't play in UIL. Mm-hmm. Um, say what you want about them. They're they four are, and one. They're a good team. They've beaten some good public school teams. Michael Bishop's done a nice job there. They I don't I don't know what league they play in, to be perfectly it's honest with you. Yeah. Um, they're, they're just from a they're 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 equi- the equivalent of a good four A Division one team in my opinion. Kansas State's are Michael Bishop. Yes, Michael. yeah. Um, so that's two, their two losses. The the concern at the Jasper last week. Shout out Hudson Standish. Oh no. Jasper beat Liberty forty eight nothing last week on homecoming. Uh, poor Liberty. Um, Jasper's defense legit. They're yes. they're really good on that side of the ball. They've got. Play, Ty Anthony Smith, the linebacker, committed to Texas A&M. They're loaded defensively. I do have some questions about Lancaster's offense. Uh, Jasper's offense. Did I say Lancaster? Uh, Freudian, though. Yeah. Because I got uh, some questions about Lancaster's well, yeah, offense, I got too. questions about Lancaster, period. Um, <laughs> uh, Jasper has some offensive questions, mainly in the passing game. I don't know if Jasper's good enough throwing the ball. And... I think you've got to be balanced against Hampshire Fournette. This is a really good Hampshire Fournette ball club. They rolled past Bridge City 42-7 to last week. Um, the Zeno kid for Hampshire Fournette, they moved him all, all around. He played quarterback last year out of necessity because of injuries. He's moved. They, they, they put him at quarterback. They put him at running back. They put him at receiver. They just find matchup mismatches with Zeno, um, Dante Zeno, and just put him in positions to make plays. Hampshire Fournette's going to score. I think the question here with Jasper is, can they consistently find some passing game to keep teams from putting eight, nine guys in the box? Yeah. That's the key in this thing. If Jasper's balanced, I think Jasper wins this game. But they yeah. haven't had that balance yet, so that's why i got to lean with the known commodity here and go with Hampshire Fournette in a close one. I think the reason I said this is Jasper's most important game of the year is that if you lose this game, I think you're at real risk of finish. You're going to play West Orange Stark for third slash fourth, and you don't want to be fourth place in this district. You don't want to be fourth place in any district. You don't certainly don't. I think they also need to go out there and prove that they can beat a really good team. Mm-hmm. Like I think that their wins don't apologize for your wins, right? Like put like stack them in the but column and move on. What's their best win of the year so far? Houston Kincaid. But it's yeah. like it's private school team week one. Mm-hmm. Then it's Palestine. Like their best, their best, their best win is a fifteen point loss to Franklin. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like that's their best result. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a confidence boosting thing to then go into the rest of district play and feel like you can toe up to West Orange Dark. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And toe up to Silsby and later to on. Silsby. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Silsby week eleven too. Yeah, they do. That's uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, no bueno. But anyway, Jasper. And Hampshire Finette is your final pick this week. 
You took Columbus and Madisonville, Louisville and Coppell, Hereford and West Plains, San Antonio J, San Antonio Sotomayor, and Jasper and Hampshire Finette. I took Stephenville, Brownwood, Katie Jordan, Katie, East Bernard, Tidehaven, Galena Park, North Shore, C.E. King, and Lorena and Little River Academy. Not bad for uh, for butt week. No, I mean, we, I, mean I left Commerce and Winsboro. Yep. On the table, it's Battle of Unbeaten's there. Um, you know, uh, a couple other good games. Ruskin Center. Oh, f- Thursday night in Frisco. Wilmer Hutchins in yep. Frisco. Panther Creek. Yoakum at Waco La Vega. Yep. Couple good games. There's especially in the small schools. There, there is that. There, there is some. You can't be a brand name shopper, but there, if you're just a high school football qual- sicko. Port Natchez grows in Texas City this week. Nice little game. Texas so, City's undefeated. Yeah. So there's, there's, again. It's not brand name week, but it's a good week. It you, is. you know, you can it's go out. To look. You can go out and find a good game. Go down. What I need you to do is get down that bottom shelf. Don't go for the box of cereal. Go for the bag of cereal. Yeah, there's yeah. good bags of cereal available. This yeah. is bag of cereal. That's week. right. That's right. Um, and now it's time for our hipster game of the week. Matt Step, what is your hipster game of the week? District 12, 6A. Pflugerville Weiss is the team to beat in this district, right? Mm, correct. Then you've got, I think, four teams fighting for three spots. You got Bryan, you got Waco Midway, you got Harker Heights, you got Hutto. Mm-hmm. Any game between those four teams is going to be huge with playoff implications abound. And I got, we got one of those games this week. Uh, as Friday night in Hewitt, as the Midway Panthers host the Harker Heights Knights. And for Harker Heights, a team that was a regional finalist last year went 12-2. and two. They're in danger of going 0-2 in district this week because they're playing a Midway team who on paper so, – so this, this is a 1-4 versus a 2-3. Midway's 1-4, mm-hmm. but they got their, they won their district opener last week. Two of their losses are by seven points or seven points or less. They lost to um, Odessa Permian by six mm-hmm. and lost another game by seven, I think, to Mansfield. Um, but close losses against good teams. Uh, Harker Heights took it on the chin last week against um, against Weiss, losing 52-14. to 14. This is a massive game for playoff implications. The 17 districts, there's only six district games. Midway wins this game. They're 2-0 and in district, and I think on their way to a playoff spot. Harker Heights loses this game. Their margin for error is basically over. And the other thing Harker Heights has to deal with is they could be looking at a first-round game against the likes of DeSoto, which they don't want. So... Big, big game for playoff positioning in 12-6A. Um, good matchup here in Central Texas. Good pick. Good pick. My hipster game of the week, Matthew. We're going to the sweetest town in Texas. Where would that be? Up in Fannin County. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Warrior Field in Honeygrove. Very underrated Honeygrove Ball Club. As the 3-0 Honeygrove Warriors take on, Matt Step, the 5-0 Alba Golden Panthers. I have not heard the good news about Alba Golden. Oh, uh, well, you should. <laughs> Didn't a, know they were 5-0. In a District 9 to a, a good Division 1 opener. Because Cooper's in that district, too. That is a very good district, and that is a big reason why this game is, is very intriguing. So... Cooper's in this district. We'll, 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 zoom, we'll zoom out before we zoom in. Cooper's in this district, and Wolf City's in this mm-hmm, district. Mm-hmm. And I think both those teams are playoff teams. For sure. Cooper's 13-1 and Cooper, last year. Cooper's a play, okay. Cooper, very clearly a playoff team. Wolf City, I'd be very surprised if they were a playoff team. Correct. Okay. I also think 
Rivercrest is going to have something to say in this district. Mm-hmm. I'm not. They might be outside looking in, but they're going to have something to say about it. Quinlan Bulls, Coma Picton. I'm sorry. We'll try again next year. That brings these two teams, which are both undefeated, together in what could be a really critical game for playoff seeding or, if it really hits the fan, maybe getting into the playoffs at all. Now, Alba Golden, you said you haven't heard the good news of Alba Golden. Preach, preach Father Tepper. But Alba Golden is 5-0. and They're 1-0 in district after drilling Quinlan Bowles last week. And I'll tell you... They can score. Their offense has got the juice. They have got the meats. That is, however, there, there is some bad news, though. They did allow their first points of the year last year, uh, unfortunately for them. They had come into that game with no, zero points allowed before, uh, I believe, what was the final score on that one? It was, uh, oh, jeez, I just had it. They, uh, uh, 39-18. They were never in. De- this game was never in doubt. But this team has been rolling defensively. Oh no, they gave up some points to Big Sandy. I'm wrong about that. Um, now, let's talk about Honeygrove. Depending on who you ask, they have also not surrendered any points this year. They were playing Cedar Hill Trinity Leadership Christian mm-hmm. in Week Two. Mm-hmm. They started the game. I don't know what the score was when they figured out the lights weren't going to work. <laughs> that's a problem. But if you're going li- to start at 7 o'clock, that's a problem. But the lights didn't work. And so the game got canceled. There's no contest. They're 3-0, and the very rare 3-0 and here in Week 6. Mm-hmm. But they are. Their defense, obviously, has been lights out. They've been very – they have not allowed a point this year. And their offense has got some juice as well. They are running the stinking ball as they are want to do. That sophomore Rylan Morris. Rylan Morris. He's a Division One. He, he's a Division yeah. One recruit. And uh, Rylan Morris and Dion Morris have been running the ball. They also have a running back, and this is this is. I mean, this is just for my own advocation, named Levi Beavers. This team <laughs> is. This team is for real. Mm-hmm. This is the real test, I think, for for both of them. I think that. Like, because you look at who, like, Honeygrove's beaten, it's Howe, Whiteright, and Sims Bowie, all fine teams. Mm-hmm. Like, Howe's better than they have been, right? Yeah, they're big, and Howe's a bigger schooler, 3A. Howe's a bigger team. Yeah. Uh, you know, but Alba Golden, they've got wins over Lynn Kildare, Clarksville, Detroit, Big Sandy. Yeesh. Doesn't yeah. really inspire yeah. a ton of confidence. Yeah, and the schedule lean to Honeygrove there. Big, big important game to open district play for Honeygrove. Knowing full well that Cooper and Wolf City loom, mm-hmm. you got to go get this win. For sure. Got to go get this win if you're Honeygrove and prove that you're not just a paper tiger. Fascinating game. Matchup of unbeatens there in Honeygrove. The rare matchup of unbeatens in week six. There you go. So it is uh, Honeygrove and, uh, and Alba Golden is my hipster game of the week. Yes, I'm sorry. Alba Golden of surrender their first points of the game when they played Big Sandy. Okay. Weeks ago. They had allowed just 130 total yards through three games in <laughs> their first three <laughs> games. They have been That's uh, crazy. They had been uh, they had been crushing fools. But uh, but anyway, this is a uh, this is a, a decent little decent little ball club, decent team. I'm excited to see what Gotta dig in the crates for those hipster yeah, games this week. Digging. So yeah. anyway. What is, where are you going this week? It's a big week. Uh, the Orioles magic number is three. Uh, so uh, are we going to be? What Ranger, happens? If, Rangers is five, by the way. What happens if the Orioles and Rangers play in a playoff series? Are we going to be? Are we going to? Are we? Gonna, we going to be able to do this podcast without we're without do, we're dropping gonna, the gloves? We're do it remotely. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You can sell the other side of the glass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna be baseball 
heavy this uh, per, in our personal lives this week. We're gonna be baseball heavy, locked locked into baseball games. Yeah, we'll be. Um, Thursday night, I will be at Farrington Field in Fort Worth for a big game in 7-4A Division One, Or is it 8? No, it's 6-4A Division One. sorry. Uh, I think this is a game for a playoff spot, straight up. I think this is the a game for fourth place. I agree. Uh, Fort Worth Dunbar takes on Fort Worth Western Hills. Both teams are 1-0 in district and 2-2 two and two overall. Beautiful. Fairy. I think the winner of this game is probably going to get into the playoffs. Loser in big trouble because you yes. still got to deal with Kennedale, Lake Worth, and Easter Hills in this district. So big game in Fort Worth ISD Thursday night at venerable Farrington Field. Uh, it's not going not, – not straying too far from home that night. Uh, Friday, I'm making the road trip out to Graham for my first ever visit to Newton Field in Graham, Texas. As I will get to see Dub and the Wichita Falls Coyotes take on state-ranked and undefeated Graham. Now, Wichita Falls high – Struggled a little bit. They're one and three. Maybe one and four. Maybe one and four. They found their footing last week. They though. did, but they're they're better than their record indicates because a couple of those losses were. Once the Ryder, right? Uh, yeah, Ryder Ryder beat them pretty bad, um, but Ryder's a really good five A five A team. Uh, Old High is one and four. They lost to Ryder 41-13. They lose to Hereford by five. That's state ranked well. state ranked Hereford. Lost to Plainview by 17. That was an undefeated team until last week when yeah. they lost to a state. Undefeated 5A team. Uh-huh. And I think Plainview added a couple of window, yeah. window, late scores there. Lost to Canyon Randall by two. Mm-hmm. So this is a good team. They beat Iowa Park last week to get, 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 on, the, get on the board. Graham's a favorite, but I think Wichita Falls High, better than the record indicates. First ever visit to – I've never been to Graham, Texas before. It's my first ever trip to Graham. Mm-hmm. But – you know, Graham's one of those places where you got to be going to Graham to get to Graham. Yes. You don't just drive through Graham. It's not on the interstate or anything. And then Saturday, mm. very unique game Saturdays. I will be making the drive, not flying, I'm driving, down to Bryan for a neutral site Saturday afternoon game as the Salado Eagles, coached by former Allen Eagle head coach Tom Westerberg, takes on state-ranked uh-huh. Hitchcock. Uh-huh. Three Division One top five Hitchcocks. I get a good look at the Hitchcock Bulldogs, uh, two-time state seven on seven champs. They were uh, a ten-win team, la- eleven and two last year, I believe, uh, in the state rankings. Really, really good team. I uh, get a look at Hitchcock in person as they will play a neutral site game against Salado at Merrill Green Stadium there in Bryan on Saturday afternoon. So uh, that's my uh, slate this week. That's fun. It's an interesting slate. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting slate. Um, but it's good. It's a good three-game slate. Here in bag of cereal week. That's right. That's right. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be my first time ever seeing Hitchcock in pads in person. My first Hitchcock game. So, looking forward to it. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Um, please watch Dave Campbell's Texas Football tonight and also watch Valley Sports Southwest and consume all of our content. Mm-hmm. And uh, please keep doing that because it uh, helps pay our bills. Yep. We appreciate you. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. Steph, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you next week on Tepid Stuff.